Hello, I'm Julie Stokes with Elevate Louisiana. In today's Engage Quick Take, I'm visiting with a former guest of the show, Libby Sonier, the Executive Director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, on what was achieved for early childhood care and education in the legislative session that recently adjourned. You can also check out our previous episode with Libby on our website at www.elevatela.org. That's Elevate with two L's. Um, just to kind of bring us up, the Early Childhood Education Fund is an incentive fund that was created in 2018 to provide matching funds to local governments that invest in early education. And so my first question to Libby is, what has been dedicated to the Early Childhood Education Fund over the years, and from what sources has it come? Sure. So as of June 1st, the fund has just over uh, $398,000 in revenue, and there are currently five sources for revenue dedicated to the fund. The first being Harris Casino's revenue, um, but for money from the from Harris revenue to go into the fund, Harris has to uh, generate $60 million in tax revenue before any money goes into the fund, and that hasn't happened yet. Um, additional revenues include CBD products, as well as fantasy sports betting, and then um, as of this last legislative session, revenues from sports betting are now going to be directed um, to that fund, as well as uh, revenues from a specialty license plate, recognizing the NBA Pelicans, which are also, it's not yet realized how much that'll be either. Okay. So on the projected funding, like under ideal conditions, so what do you think that we're looking at a year? It's really difficult to project the funding from these sources, but it is estimated that fantasy sports betting will generate about $375,000 a year during a normal year with full sports session seasons, as well as the first year that sports betting is fully implemented. Projections uh, for the fund are about $5.4 million with the possibility for future growth. And then the regulations surrounding agricultural hemp as well as CBD are also being modified um, and were modified during the 2021 legislative session. So it's hard, it's hard and it's too early to tell quite what the projections are moving forward for the fund. Okay, so um, it sounded like I'm hearing something less than $10 million dollars. For the right, for the first year, really, when sports betting comes into play going into the fund. Right, got it. So what, what has the early childhood care and education, the people that are involved in this issue, what do you guys believe is needed to make early childhood care and education most available to those who need it most? Well, we're fortunate that the legislature back in 2018 put together the Early Childhood Care and Education Commission. And so the commission found that the state really needs to invest $86 million a year ongoing, plus an additional $80 million a year for each for 10 years to really ensure that all at-risk children birth to age three will have access to high-quality early care and education. But that number doesn't even include funding from childcare providers who are still struggling post-COVID and, and we may need to additional supports to expand their program's capacity or retain qualified teachers. And I think that's really where um, the piece related to the, the federal funding coming in for early care and education comes into play about really how to support the work that the commission did to say what the needs are to make sure we're serving children that are at risk. 
Okay, I want to clarify. Um, you said 86 million and then also 80 million. Is that in addition or is that in subsequent years? So it's 86 million one of the, for the first year investment and then 80, 80 million um, a year for a decade. For a decade, okay. And then what about what happens after a decade? Uh, hopefully at that point we're sustaining what what we need to have um, and so that we're able to serve the majority of the children that are at risk in our state. Okay, so just to clarify one more time, it's 86 million and then 80 million or 86 plus 80 more every year? It's 86 million plus 80 million for 10 years. Just 80 million each year for the next 10 years. Gotcha. Right, but we've never gotten the initial 86 million first time investment. We're not there yet. Um, and so like adding, if you think about the 2019 legislative session where we had 18.8 million, um, that was an 86 million. So we're still trying to get to that first chunk of change to be able to really invest into the system. Right, exactly. And that's just such an important priority. Now, one of the, the things that some people in the legislature talked about is that there was federal funding coming in for early care and education. Can you tell us a little bit about that federal funding? Sure. So, you know, as we all know, Congress really passed a series of bills to support early care and education. Um, that first round of money was the CARES Act, and that was about $68 million. That was through the Child Care Development Block Grant and Head Start. And then the CURSA funds, which was the second round of money, was about uh, $200 million for, again, for the Child Care Development Block Grant and Head Start. And then the last round of money through the American Rescue Plan uh, was uh, $772 million. And that, that that funding also has like a child stabilization grants in there to make sure that we're sta really stabilizing the system in which we need to make sure that children have access to quality early care and education. So how does that change or does it the ask for the 86 million? It doesn't um, because we're we're still trying to slow the hemorrhage of the bleed from COVID-19 uh, and so it's really about stabilizing the sector. We can't afford to lose any any seats in high quality child care centers. And so that those federal funds are really the stabilization, but also they're the bridge to help us really think about what our system should look like in Louisiana and rethink how we're doing things to make sure, again, that children are having access to what they need and parents can go back to school and work. I know that Orleans Parish has, you know, already implemented some um, programs in, in that parish and it may be some others too. Right, so New Orleans uh, has invested $3 million of their own city money into infant and toddler seats. Um, so high quality infant and toddler seats, they call it the city seats program. Uh, and then as well as Jefferson Parish, this, the um, parish government is investing $250,000 in hopes that they can get the match money from that incentive fund we spoke about earlier. And then in Caddo Parish, the North Louisiana Community Foundation through philanthropy raised a million dollars to say that we're, this is so important to us that we're gonna put our money where our mouth is and really invest in young children. Again, in hopes of getting match funds from the incentive fund. That's very exciting. So, so as um, a lot of our listeners are gonna be advocacy, uh, people interested in advocating, what are the future areas that um, people can turn to for advocating for early care and education on this federal and state level? I think, you know, if we think about the state level, um, again, we need to continue to really talk about direct appropriations to expand access in our state, um, as well as opportunities for investment in the fund. And so if we think about, you know, we had a chance, Julie, as you well know, with medical marijuana, 
we had a chance. Um, but to still say that is a chance to really fund the system, as well as if we ever legalize recreational um, use of marijuana, that if we're going to tax it, let's use some of that tax to really fund the system. And then there's some really innovative things going on around the state. I'll give you an example from Ascension Parish. They have juvenile justice monies that they are rolling over annually, and they want to use that as a way to invest in prevention of early with early care and education to prevent later social justice issues in the juveniles. And so that what they're thinking about doing there is nothing short of fantastic. And so when we think about future advocacy efforts, where are there opportunities in the state that we can say this is prevention and this is also how we keep children on the right trajectory and, and really work together with our local communities to be innovative about what we need to do for children and families. Well, I thank you so much for taking our quick minute for our quick take today. Um, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. I hope that you that are listening have enjoyed Elevate's quick take. If you're interested in joining Elevate, seeing more of our engaged video casts or podcast series, or attending our upcoming summit, visit our website at elevatela.org. I'm your host, Julie Stokes, and we'll see you next time.